0: Well, welcome to the very first As Speaks podcast. It's been a while. I've been talking about this for a little while. Who would know that coronavirus would finally force me into this if you are tuning in for the very first time? My name is As Hamilton, and on a daily, I would normally be out in the country speaking in schools, uh, running retreats, reflection days in Catholic education, Christian schools, leadership stuff in state high schools, and now I find myself at home for the very first time for a very long time. In fact, I was actually... Thinking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't been home for over a month, really, for about 12 years. That has been my life. I've been traveling this entire country, mainly the East Coast of Australia, and just working with incredible students and uh, inspiring them to live a life beyond their comfort. And here we are, <laughs> having to live this out daily at the moment. And if you are tuning in, and one of those students, hey, big shout-outs to you. It's been too long, and hopefully in the next six months, I will get a chance to come back. And hang out with you at some stage. I just want this podcast to be an encouragement because right now there's not a whole lot of hope out there. And one of the things that I love in life, having a faith in God, having a faith in Jesus, is having hope. A hope that, you know what, no matter what, we will get through this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to stay dark. It's not going to be like this forever. And on the other side, we'll be better people for it. If you've ever been in one of my school's programs, one of my favorite passages actually comes from Romans 5, and it talks about suffering. And if you haven't read this and you don't even have a Bible, go download this. This is actually something I want to encourage you. If you are listening right now and you've never actually read your Bible, what a great time to actually look into God. It doesn't matter where you are on the faith journey. Maybe you're literally just thinking maybe there's something more out there. Can I encourage you? There are a lot of answers in the Scripture about what's going on right now. And for anyone who says this is unprecedented, this has never happened to the world, well, I'm just going to say it right now. Time and time again in history, people go through stages in their life where they cannot see the other side and they find themselves in a position where they either run from God or run to God. And can I just tell you now, uh, there's a little secret when you run to God, things are a lot better for you. So this passage, Romans 5, um, if you don't know where Romans is, in the Version Bible app, which you can just download on your mobile phone, on your iPhone or Android, uh, you can just look it up. Romans is the book and chapter 5 is what I want to read from Um This passage starts with this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just stop there really quick. If you have got anxiety right now, (laughs) even if you've never prayed, I want to challenge you, if you're listening right now, just go, Jesus, would you give me peace? And just let Him give you peace. He will. Uh, In my lifetime, there's been so many moments where I've been in a stage of anxiety or fear or loss or doubt. And those prayers, just a simple prayer, you don't have to bring big words. You don't have to be a priest. You do not have to lead a church. You do not have to know everything about God, but God will meet you where you're at. He will give you peace. Jesus, give me peace. Every morning, pray it. It says this in in verse 2. It says, through him we've also obtained access by faith. Into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know, it's interesting. I was just watching the news this morning and hearing about how Australia is flattening the curve and I started to rejoice. I started to get a bit excited. I was like, God, you're moving. You've brought great leaders into our nation and I know that a lot of people are giving ScoMo so much smack for you know saying it's essential to have board games and puzzles and things like that. But can I just say thank you, ScoMo, because quite frankly, um, I needed to get some things to keep me entertained in the house. But I was rejoicing this morning. I was like, you know what? We can see light at the end of the tunnel. We can actually see this. We can sort of see that, you know what, even though it's at the darkest point right now, there is hope. And look, I just want to say this. uh, If you don't have hope, once again, I'm telling you, in this period of time in your life, look into who Jesus is. He will give you that hope. It continues. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Whoa. Hey? I thought I only rejoiced when I got all good things in my life. I thought I only rejoiced when everything went right, I only re- thought I rejoiced when my money in my bank account went up and didn't go down and I, you know, I, I could figure this out. It's interesting this passage says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. And this is why, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God loves, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit was has been given to us. Can I challenge you today, if you are feeling like you're suffering right now, maybe you're at home right now. If you are at home and you're with your siblings um, and like you live in a small house, I, I feel your pain right now. Yesterday I was talking to a student who said he's at home with nine brothers and sisters, I just shout-outs to that mum or dad or both, whoever is looking after the nine right now, inside, trying to keep them into that. I mean, look, there's some suffering there. That is going to develop some serious character, um, and I'm sure the parents are hoping the school goes back in a couple of weeks' time after Easter. Seriously. But here's where I want to go with this today. This is my first little podcast. I'm not going to go for long. I just want you to know there is hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, A long time ago, and this is another way, if you're trying to figure out who this Jesus is, right, um, or God, you're trying to figure out how this works out. Just so you know, uh, God is in control. He still knows what he's doing, and he still loves you so much. Sometimes to get your attention, you have to go through a little bit of pain, okay? Um, and I want to share a bit of a passage. I was reading this book, right? It's a really old book in the Bible. Um, you can find it in the Old Testament. As I said, if you've got the version app, just go and click on it and go find it, right? It's a book called Daniel, and in this book, you'll hear about this king named Nebuchadnezzar. It's like the most epic name. I reckon a great first name for a child if you're thinking, Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar is the king of Babylon, and if you were to compare Babylon to today, Um, you'd almost compare it to the West, you know, I mean, it's so powerful, there's so much money, opulence, everything you can think about having, Babylon has it, and Nebuchadnezzar rules all of this. And through the book of Daniel, there's a few times where he freaks out and he has moments of stress and anxiety, and it's interesting that he turns to the man of God to give him the answers, Um, In fact, Daniel is that man of God, and Daniel brings him messages that actually aren't that nice. Daniel brings him messages about dreams that he's had. And, you know, honestly, like the king was blown away that Daniel knew what the dreams meant. But at the same time, Daniel put his life on the line and said, King, you've got to get your life right. Pretty much clean up your act. These judgments are coming towards you. And it's interesting, you see throughout this book, I'm telling you, go read this, like pull out a Bible. If you've got like an old Bible lying around, <laughs> mum and dad may have used to go to church or something. Go and read this story. Like it's really interesting. Uh, there's there's another story in there. You might've heard of Daniel and the lion's den about these three guys get thrown into a furnace and they don't burn. There's an angel. It's, I mean, it's cool stuff, right? But what I wanted to get to is... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is just like us, right? And I can even testify to this. I feel like I could be a little bit like Nebuchadnezzar sometimes. Um, Nebuchadnezzar has moments where he knows that God is bigger than him, but then all of a sudden he thinks he's bigger than God, all right? And I think we can all relate to that. Like, who hasn't been through a moment where you're like, I am the man. Like, legitimately, like, I'm awesome. Um, Nebuchadnezzar is sort of at the height of his kingdom, right? So he's got everything happening. Everything's going really well. And it says uh, in chapter 4, verse 28, there's this moment, and I want to read this. It said this, All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. All right? At the end of 12 months, he was walking... On the roof of the royal pa- palace of Babylon, and the king answered and said, "Is not this great Babylon, which I have built my, by my mighty power, as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty?" He literally has a moment <coughs> where he's—he's he's like, "I'm awesome." He's up on his kingdom. He's up on the palace. He's on the roof. He's legitimately going. I'm awesome. Look how good I am. Um, I have built this, and he says this, I've built it for my majesty, for me. I've built my kingdom. I'm incredible. I'm amazing. Nothing can go wrong. I am the man. And can I just tell you, I'm, I'm having moments like that. I had a moment like that. I mean, I literally, I was so excited about the next six months of working in schools. Um, I've been working with schools now for 10 years and been building stuff and been meeting and building relationships and, you know, doing stuff on the outside. Like with my wife, I've been buying property and, and doing really well. And, you know, there's moments where you allow a little bit of pride to sort of sneak in. You kind of go, yeah, I'm awesome. Like, I'm very smart. Look at all the cool stuff I've done. And... um, This is what happens the second that Nebuchadnezzar literally starts to go, I did this, look what I am. And it says this, While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. And it says, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has just departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, And ate grass like an ox. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. I can imagine some of you and I so look a bit like that. You're probably uh, a bit overgrown. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully your nails aren't like eagle's claws yet. But here's the thing. This is what I want to get to, right? So at the end of this period of time where he's been pushed into a place of humiliation, it says at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven And my reason returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. This is what Nebuchadnezzar says. He says this, For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth account as nothing. And he does according to his will amongst the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? Let me stop there. I just just want to challenge us right now. I'm challenging myself right now. Nebuchadnezzar built his kingdom. He thinks he's okay. He goes through stages in his life where he comes back to God because he knows he hasn't got it right. But then he kind of falls back into the old trap of going, nah, I'm awesome. Like, (laughs) I'm freaking awesome. Look what I've done. And it's in that moment, God goes, hey, From now on, you are going to be brought low. There's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to lose the things that you found your identity in. You're no longer going to have your kingdom. In fact, you're going to go and hang out with beasts in the field. You're going to eat grass. People are going to look at you and go, you got nothing. And it's only after I've done what I need to do in you to humble you, to bring you lowly, when you can come back to me, I I will then restore to you what needs to be restored. As soon as Nebuchadnezzar sort of identified that God was in control, it says this, at the same time my reason returned to me and for the glory of my kingdom my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me and I was established in my kingdom and still more greatness was added to me. Get this right. See, we think sometimes because we've been brought low or maybe we're missing out or losing or going through pain or suffering or whatever it might be, we think that this is God's way of punishing us, but maybe it's actually growing us and growing character into us so that when we actually come back before God and go, it's not about me, God can give us more to do. And we can see this in Nebuchadnezzar's life. He has this moment where he actually... Grows in more greatness than he had before. So it wasn't even about having stuff. If God had an issue with Nebuchadnezzar having stuff, he would have said, I'm taking your kingdom. And when you get out of this and you've got your brain back, um, by the way, you're going to sit and live in a small house. You're going to be quiet for the rest of your life. You're not going to use your giftings. You're just going to be nothing because I'm God. No, God doesn't do that. God loves you so much that he will in your time maybe challenge you on the same stuff. He'll remove things out of your life that you don't need, that's actually damaging. He will bring you to a point where you realize you aren't God. You are not in control. And there's so many people in times like this where they've built their entire life around their wealth and about the money that they make every week and the, the people that they know and all of these big kingdoms. They've built this to be God of their kingdom. They put, God, they put God second or third or fourth. He might even be a leftover piece of their mind at the end of the week, and then they choose, no, I'm going to do what I want because I'm the king of my kingdom. It's only in the moment where Nebuchadnezzar identifies who God is and where he fits in the piece. After all this greatness was added, you don't see Nebuchadnezzar on the roof again. Say, <laughs> like, look at all this. This is for my majesty. Instead, his shift is simply this. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven. For all his works are right and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. My challenge for you this week, if you are feeling like you're in the field eating some dirt right now and some grass going, my life sucks, I'm at home, (laughs) <laughs> having spag bowl for the 20th time Because mum only knows how to make one meal Uber Eats doesn't deliver to my house <laughs> The TV shows suck I don't even have Netflix I don't have good internet I know for myself The other day I had this moment Where our internet was just really not doing what it was supposed to The new MBN was killing me And I'm just like Right You're brought to this place Where you just want to complain You're like Why Can I say the greatest thing you can do right now in this season is allow yourself to be humble. Now, I remember when I was younger, right? I used to go on these camps. And um, at this campsite, there was this passage up on the wall. And I used to think it was really interesting, um, this passage, because it used to stand out to me. And I used to think, what does that even mean? Um, and the statement is simply this, all right, and it's, it's from this old passage of the Bible. It says, 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my p- people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. It says this, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. You see, this idea of humility, it's not weakness to be humble. It's actually just positioning yourself in a place where you need to be. Being humble is simply saying, God, you're bigger than me. You know more than me. And I will place myself underneath you. I don't understand everything because I'm not God. We have been created by you, God. You are the creator. I am the created. I am not God. I don't know everything. And it's actually in a moment where you can sit there and say, God, I just need you. God, I know that you love me. And if you're trying to build some perseverance in me and some character in me to to create hope in me through this season that I'm in isolation, then take it. Do what you need to do. So on the other side of coronavirus, COVID-19 in 2020, I will be a better person for it. And so I'm kind of sitting still at the moment. It reminds me of a famous quote that I heard when I was doing a course called Alpha. Um, Corrie Ten Boom was a prisoner of war and she saw her own sister die in a prisoner of war camp. And She had every reason to give up on God. And she has this famous quote and she simply says this. She says, when you're in a tunnel on a train and it's pitch black and you don't know where you're going, and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you don't just throw away the ticket. You sit still, and you trust the engineer. In other words, you trust the guy that's driving the train. (laughs) And can I tell you, if you want peace right now, as as you're listening to this, you I need peace, you just got to give that trust back to the one that's driving the train. And I believe God's still in control. Um, You just got to give it to him, and sit still, and trust him, because there will be light at the end of the tunnel, We'll all be having a good laugh at this. We'll be all remembering what it was like when we couldn't give each other high fives and fist bumps and hugs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we could, you know, when we're back out there playing footy and watching the footy and celebrating and going out with mates to barbie, we'll, we'll maybe forget this, but allow this time just to challenge yourself, go, man, what are you thankful for today? Um... Think about the good old days, but also think about the times ahead. There is hope, and I hope this is an encouragement for you. If you want to go and read those stories I talked about today, the book of Daniel, really interesting story of this king named Nebuchadnezzar, and the other passage there about building character in your life is the book Romans, and the chapter is number five. Hey, I'm going to be bringing a podcast to you guys every week from now on just with some thoughts that I'm going through myself in this time of uh, thinking and challenging myself to um, what is in store for the future hopefully you're doing really well if you have any questions feel free to get in contact me through the instagram page as speaks and feel free to share this podcast if it's been helpful for you have a fantastic day